0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 126. Got a really good show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about planning accordingly when you're creating a team. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech Save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Now let's talk about Patreon.com. If you're in a position where you can become a patron, we would truly appreciate your support. We've got a great group of patrons. They are doing an amazing job of keeping us moving and keeping us rolling. Uh, but we want to continue to grow and do some new things with the podcast. And all the different things, whether it's a service or equipment or whatever it is, costs us more money. I promise you, Coach Don and I are making no money. We We're need doing that. this. We need the help. If we didn't have patrons, we would have had to shutter this thing up a long time ago because uh, the cost monthly of fees yeah, and, the cost yeah. of doing it is just too much for us to do it as a hobby. It is kind of a hobby. We're not getting paid for it, but I also, I'm not going to lose a whole lot of money every month to do it. But uh, if you're in a position where you can become a patron, please do so. Um, you go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. There's three different levels of monthly support. And again, it's all explained to you there. But if you're in a position where you can support us, if you see value in what we're doing, please come on board become a patron. So, Don, coaches have one gigantic obstacle, and I think it's important for us to talk about it. That obstacle is, as we're putting our team together, as we're creating our team, is having a clear picture of where we're really at in the food chain, understanding kind of what we've got, what we're trying to do, and I guess planning accordingly to kind of match up with the reality of our situation. I don't think it does anybody any good to start a team or to go to the first practice and sit around with the parents and players and talk about, we're going to be the best team in the country, we're going to be the best team in the state, we're going to win all these tournaments, we're going to do all these things and not have the team and the capabilities to back up the bravado at the beginning.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, realistic expectations would be a, a good start. I think everybody would respect that and and be excited about being a part of something if if they thought that that whatever we were talking about was going to be real. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, you know, if we talk about having a good environment to share time working on our skills and be a part of tournaments that we're going to be competitive in and be around other people pulling in the same direction, I think that that could be something everyone could get behind and get excited about.
0: Right. One well, the uh, example that I was going to use is something we talked about this team a little bit earlier in uh, an earlier podcast, but a brand new team this year, this past fall. Went into the fall season with a pretty good collection of individual players, you know, not not superstars, not everybody knows, wow, that's the best player we'll in s- age group, but, but good, solid, strong yeah. players yeah. that had had a lot of success, had been on pretty good teams, and this new team was created. And the coach, with all good intentions, went into it, you know, touting the success that they were going to have and the challenges that they were going to throw at them and the things that they were going to do to create this really strong and competitive team. Brand new team. So, how good they really are is kind of unknown. We don't really know for sure how all the pieces are going to fit together. But that coach made the decision to enter five really big, really strong, very competitive showcase type tournaments during the fall season with this brand new team. Needless to say, his you know lack of understanding ultimately really cost him and, a little and, backfire. And, and blew up in his face because this brand new team of pretty good players that if they had stuck with it, had a chance to become a good team, was getting pounded so consistently during their fall season that they all became disenchanted and half the team you know, split off and, and went in other directions because they went into it thinking, hey, we're going to be really good. The coach sold the idea that, hey, we're going to be really good and we're going to prove to everybody how good we are because we're going to play against all these really good teams. Didn't have enough time to really put the team together, catch up, I guess, with the kinds of teams that they were playing against. Got pounded a bunch and the whole thing fell apart. That, to me, is the perfect example of all good intentions, having a really good, hopeful outlook, wanting it all to work out the way that you want it to, but not being realistic enough or not having a realistic enough plan to kind of bring it all together.
1: No, it sounds like uh, they had a really good start, Tory, and good expectations and all that stuff, but the path might have been a little ambitious. Right. Well, right? I think
0: you touched on it in, in your earlier comment, if that same team had chosen a little bit more wisely, and instead of playing in the five best tournaments in the Southeast, had maybe finished the fall season with one of those and had played three or four other tournaments with other kinds of teams, maybe, you know, some slightly less competitive, a little bit of a different mix, not the absolute best team in every organization in the age group week after week after week, that might've been a whole different outcome. Let's say they played 25 games in the fall season. If going into that last weekend, they were 12 and eight or 14 and six or people or or even
1: even 10 and 10 people can palette that yeah let's say they're
0: even let's say they're 10 and 10 and then they jump into the deep end of the pool in one last showcase where they're going to play five amazing teams you know five of the best teams in their age group and they go oh and five in that last tournament well 10 and 15 and having been competitive and won some
1: games and and
0: feeling you know fairly you know had some tight ones maybe at
1: the end yeah and then
0: jumping in and seeing how deep the water really is in the deep end of the pool, everybody looks at us and says, Yeah, but we still had a lot to build on. We still did a lot of really good things. Look at, you know, we still got a lot to be hopeful about. Instead of it, it was it's one in an, twenty-four. It's an easier sell. Yeah. To was, you know, one in twenty-four. Keep and this I, thing and, going. And a lot of those were, you know, ten nothing, twelve nothing, fifteen to nothing kinds of games. And again, the, the coach meant well. I think he really, you know, believed that he had put together a pretty good team. But the choices that he, and he made. may have. yeah. And, and I think if, if they had had the 10 and 10 fall season heading into one big showcase, and then that big showcase showed them the things they needed to work on, I think that team would have stayed together and would have gotten good. And, and would maybe have,
1: add a player or two right, along the way. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and would have turned into something and instead, you know, now that same team is five or six kids that stayed and now they're scrambling like crazy trying to find, you know, five or six or seven more just to have a team. And again, you know, I think it was the intentions were good. He meant well, but he just didn't really see it through. And so for our coaching friends, whether you've got a brand new team or not, either way, I think we're being realistic and setting realistic goals and then planning accordingly is a really important piece of advice. It's a really important strategy that I think more and more coaches need to understand. You know, and the whole trial by fire, you know, iron sharpens iron, and all that stuff is true. But we have to get to the point where we know for sure we're iron. If we're clay and we're playing against a team that's iron, iron's going to wear our butts out every single time. Now, eventually, clay can get formed into something, but early on, it's a bad combination if we don't understand that right now we're a ball of clay instead of samurai
1: sword. No, I think what you're saying too, Tori, is is that sometimes I think we have a different idea or we're not really clear or sure about what really good is. And that's where we make our mistake. And as you said at the very, or in the middle here, that uh, at the very beginning of our season, we need to ease our way into some of these things. And if we go out and we're rock star the first few weekends because we're not in a really high-end tournament, you know, at least that gives us that sense of uh, excitement that we can keep something going right. and we can build on it. But if you jump right out there in deep water, I think that, uh, yeah, it's very easy to get disenchanted. Right.
0: Well, and I think that when you've got some equity, when you've built up kind of a, a reputation good, a good or whatever, base. you can talk your way through some of those challenges. Right. If you've had a really good team and the track record of the team together has been, you know, we've been pretty successful for a while. This is just a rough patch. That's a whole lot different than we're a brand new team and nobody knows for sure whether we're really very good yet or not. And I think what you said about not knowing for sure what really good is, is a trap that we fall into and everybody does. Because we want to be excited about our group. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other part of it is nobody wants to have that reputation of being like a trophy hunter kind of coach. Nobody True. wants to be the... Well, he, yeah sure he wins all the time but they play all these crummy tournaments so of course they should win you know they should beat everybody i don't think
1: that But it's, it's still okay to be in a couple of those
0: right and i think that but that's the the yeah. challenge right and so um when we talk about planning accordingly is is if you're not sure err on the side of safe instead of challenging if you're mm-hmm. not 100 percent sure if you don't know exactly how you fit in if you don't know for sure that your team can be competitive with the very best teams in your age group, in your part of the country, then you have to choose wisely. You know, there's nothing wrong with playing against the very best teams when you're competitive with them. There's nothing wrong with venturing in once in a while and playing against a really good team and getting your butt kicked once in a while. But playing really good teams, teams that are way better than you over and over and over again, is not the way to build any kind of continuity with your team and not going to be a way for you to build success. And especially early in the year, especially with a team that's not really well established, and honestly just as a, as a way for having a little bit more peace of mind as you head into the season.
1: And a lot of times too, Tori, when we do sign up for these tournaments, we can ask the tournament director what you know what we're expecting there, right? Or right. We, can, we can take a look at some of the groups that are already registered and, and get a feel for our, our fit.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, I think that's, you know, again, where this coach in question probably got a little bit sidetracked is I think he was calling these tournament directors and basically saying, Hey, we want to be in the best pool you have because we've got a really good team. So his lack of understanding, I think set them up for it. I think that if he had called and said, Hey, we're a first year team, I think we're pretty good. The tournament directors would have maybe not put them in the super you know duper a plus pool with the, you know, the five sharks that have been
1: together forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Might've put them in a pool with one shark and a couple of, you know, barracudas and a couple of minnows. (laughs) Right. So they kind of had a chance to, you know, get across the spectrum a little bit. Coaches, here's the thing we want you to think about, whether it's a brand new team, whether you're building it or not, there's nothing wrong with being realistic. There's nothing wrong with you being able to look at your team and say, you know, we're pretty good, but you know, hey, we've got potential, but... You're going to make them yeah. better
1: through the year. Yeah.
0: We've got something to work with. We've got something to build on, but... And I think that that's one of those things that, you know, if if we're honest with ourselves, realistic with ourselves, it's going to set everybody up, uh, up for a lot more success in the long run and a chance for you to really turn that group into something special. And to me, that's what was disappointing about that little team this fall because I know enough of the kids to think, hey, he's got a chance to turn this into a pretty good team. Now, I didn't think that they were going to be you know, the best team in their age group or or anything like that anytime soon. But certainly in the top ten or twelve, you well, know, to be competitive with a lot of those really good teams with the time and training that it would take to to develop them a little bit.
1: And as I'm hearing that, Tori, I'm thinking a season or two of training and a couple of uh key additions and there you are. Right. You're solid. And, and unfortunately the didn't get um, a chance. You know,
0: the lack of vision at the outset set him up for a for yeah. a train wreck. And again, and I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing this particular coach because his intentions are great. He sure. really means well. I just think he got a little bit caught up in the what could be instead of what really was and was a little bit more of the, there were 10 different places where he could have chosen caution or aggression. And he took the whole 10 out of 10, I'm going to be super aggressive in every choice I make. And unfortunately, the team just wasn't quite ready for it. And they ended up ultimately failing because of it. So, so planning accordingly, knowing your place in the food chain, you know, making sure that you set realistic expectations at the beginning. And if we're not a hundred percent sure, create some success. Error on the side of building yep. a little bit of success because if you enter a tournament and you crush everybody because you guessed wrong on that direction too, you can explain that away a whole lot easier then you can explain in a way, yeah, sorry, I guessed wrong. We're really not very good. We just got destroyed. Right.
1: I'd rather say, yeah, we're a little better than we thought we were.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little bit further ahead than we thought we were going to be at this yeah. point in time. It's a whole lot easier pill for everybody to swallow than the, oh my God, we just
1: got destroyed. It gained some momentum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: so that's going to wrap up number 126. As always, please make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Send us suggestions, ideas, topics you want us to talk about, Make sure you go to fastpitchprep.com, order your Square Cuts training discs. They are $49.95 a dozen. And as always, if you have anything you want to share with us, make sure you reach out to us. Coach John, and I would love to hear from you. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.